Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. What's up, fool? What's up, fool podcast? Welcome to the What's Up, fool podcast. We got Rodrigo Torres right here. What's up? And Martin Moreno, co-host of the year over here. What's up, bro? I even threw my extra co-host. Give me an extra one. What's up, people? <laughs> we have a lot of things to say. First of all, um, Martin Moreno is here because he's promoting his show coming up. Where, Martin? Uh, uh, shoot. <laughs> January 4th. January 4th, 2020, so that's 420, uh, 1420 over in New Jersey, Damn. Uh, Morris Plains, New Jersey, uh, and then the 31st for New Year's. Uh, dude, all this is right around the corner, Felipe. The yeah. 31st for New Year's, I'll be in Iowa at the First Avenue Club, and uh, the second, I will be in Chicago, and you can get all those tickets at martinmoreno.com. Where are you going to be, Rodrigo? I'm going to be at La Cura tonight. La Cura tonight. In, uh, Boyle Heights. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be there At too. Paramount Theater, right? Yeah, the Paramount yeah, Theater. Yeah, the guy from Alex Caramboa from New York is going to be there. He just posted it up, the that's, vegan guy. I don't think that's his name. Carabano. It's Carabano or yeah, something Carabano. like that. Carabano. <laughs> You know, that's why I'm vegan, because I, I, I get all the vegan chicks in New York. You know, they're, they're dumb. They don't know. Well, Caramboa sounds good. Yeah. Caramboa. Sounds like a pooper. Caramboa. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Caramboa. El juega carambola. Yeah. No. Can't even find him now. En el bola. <laughs> What's up, fool? I got some big news, ladies and Alex gentlemen. Caramboa. Some big-ass news, ladies and gentlemen. This Friday at 10 a.m., if you're listening to this on Friday, or you're watching this live on YouTube right now, What's up? We're here at 10 a.m. Tickets will go on sale for the Observatory Theater Netflix special filming that's going to take place 
January 27. Two shows. One in English. One in English. Two shows in English <laughs> on January 27. Oh, on Netflix taping in Santa Ana, California. Two or, shows on Monday the Santana. 27th in English. I got it. Okay. I got it. You could edit this out, you know. No, we can't. January 28th. <laughs> the next day, I'm doing two Spanish shows in the same spot. So the first night is two English shows. The second night, two Spanish shows. Limited seating for the Spanish show. Because we don't even know, know how many people are going to show up. Limited seating for all the shows. Yeah. Because there are only, I think, five. You're going to make room for, for two ones. cranes, eh? Yeah, and then the Spanish ones have tables. So I think there's less than 200 or maybe 250 at that show. What's up, fool? Tickets on sale Friday at FelipeWorld.com slash tour. FelipeWorld.com slash tour. Napa, California. That's this Saturday, okay? Back to business. This Saturday, Napa, California. That's this Friday. This Friday, November 22nd at the Uptown Theater. Seattle, Washington, this Saturday, November 23rd at the Neptune Theater. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, November 29th through December 1st. Pittsburgh Improv. Man, anybody out there, man, who's planning on... Going to a Steeler game. And if you ain't doing shit on Saturday, bro, I'll hook you up with tickets. Grand Prairie, Texas. Grand Prairie, December 6th at the Verizon Theater with Marlon Wayans, D. Ray Davis, Coco Brown, Face on Love, plus me, Felipe Esparza, mixing it up over there, making the show, making sure the show is diverse by throwing me on there. Portland, Oregon, December 13th. That's my wedding anniversary, actually, ladies and gentlemen. I will be there performing at the Revolution Hall. Revolution Hall. I've been there many times. And many more dates. Check them out at FelipeWorld.com. Now, Napa, if you're wondering who's going to be on the show, it's going to be the return of Martin Rizzo and um, Rachel Wolfson. Seattle. We have um, Stoner Rob. That's right. He's showing up with a pound of weed. <laughs> I don't know why the guy showed up with a pound. <laughs> Are we really going to smoke that much? That's what a you need to get high off his weed. He, he, he showed up a lot. You always wonder, man, when people say they're going to smoke you out and they show up like with two months. Dude, I'm only here an hour. Yeah, that's a lot of bud, bro. I mean, if it's good bud, you don't need a pound of pinch of weed. Oh, they won't show up with no pound if it was good weed, dog. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey, Felipe, congratulations, bro. Spanish and English. Bro, I've been practicing. I, I, I didn't even know it's been that long, but I got the, I got the you know, mm-hmm. your what you did last year on Facebook. And, and um I saw that I opened up for uh, a, a Mexican comedian in San Diego. I was one of her openers. I forgot her name, but I got it right here. I remember that lady was recovering from cancer. She was funny, man. Like, bro, I was a rookie, bro, last year, bro. Like, e, que dices, cabrón? Bro, everything was all smashed with English and Spanish. Uh-huh. Spanglish? Spanglish also, bro. Mira, anoche, mira un homeless. <laughs> What's up, fools? Yeah, man. Thank you for the congratulations. No, that's man. badass. Is that the first time anybody's done Spanish and English on a special? Santiago. I don't know. No, no, no. We don't know. We think so. I think so, bro. Oh, I mean, I haven't well, heard of anybody. I think it's yeah, and I think it's the first Spanish special from an American comic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Paul recorded one, but I don't Never think aired. it aired anywhere. Years oh, ago. Paul Rodriguez mm-hmm. in, in Puerto Rico and for HBO years ago. Years ago. 
And there was a, there was a guy, a comedian, but he never did a he did a half hour Comedy Central special, but he never did it in Spanish, even though he does Spanish comedy. Bill Santiago. Yeah. I remember that name. Remember, remember he had that one joke up here to he to like kind of like Latino Seinfeld up there. He had a joke. He was very um, sarcastic. He goes, he would have a joke where he say, um, "Any Latinos over there? None." And then the white boy would say, "Thank God." And he go, "Thank God." <laughs> Thank God! <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to Larry Bubbles Brown, uh-huh. and he tell these stories. You know, I don't want to talk bad about him, but you know, Larry Bubbles Brown said, "Yeah, he showed up one time in headline up north. Got a waitress pregnant. Damn! Oh my God! That's not my baby! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, they got, they got. Oh yeah, they got up for child support and everything. Mer. Oh my God! Sending that envelope once a month. Tommy, pay me in cash. <laughs> so a year ago you started. Now you're recording a freaking special. That's fucking yeah, badass, bro. It took a long time, but I had the I have I had the help of the fearless crew. I've had the help of Rodrigo, you know, mm-hmm. doing the little Spanish word in there. Um, Martin, Joel from Tijuana, Mexico, TJ. from TJ. That fool transcribed the whole thing in Spanish. My whole set one time, well, a couple of times. Well, he did like he knew what you were already yeah. saying, and he, he knew what I was saying. Like fix a few things here and there, and. Yeah, yeah. The hardest part was to think, bro. To think in Spanish, because I really had to. I, I had like some jokes that were really translatable and who that were funny, but then there's some that just did not play, man. Like play on words and puns. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I talk about, you know, abuse and all that, everything with abuse kills in Spanish, bro. Because oh, <laughs> nobody talks about because nobody talks about child abuse. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah, I talk yeah, about yeah. that domestic violence. Nobody talks about feelings in Spanish, so. Yeah. I talk about that, and it it resonates with the audience. (laughs) Hey, you know it's a it's a brand new thing out there. There's not a whole lot of autos out there doing it. So, so congratulations. You've been doing Spanish comedy as well, Martin, right? Uh, yeah, I've been trying a little Spanish here and there, bro. I've been, you know, working with uh, Peter Loaiza. You guys know Peter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, Sunday we were, we're doing a show. We did a show with him, too. And he, we're, we're going to do a show with him in Victory. Victorville. Oh, nice. in, Victorville. Uh, December. I'm doing I'm doing something with him and Puras Fallas out in Northern California, December 22nd, actually. Hey, man, so Mexican comedian be having some wild names, huh? <laughs> well, let me show you a wrestling mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or let the dude Carlos Baltazara with a big old glasses. Vallarta. Vallarta. Yeah. And, and then the other and guy with a clown, right? Compayaso. Right? bro. Yeah, He's got a whole clown suit on. Got chupitos. Dude, they, dude, I saw this dude. It's like, it's like everybody in Mexico is like a Larry the Cable guy type of comic. A lot of characters. But yes. they're evolving at this point. Yeah, I but the ones that are evolving are in. blowing up. Yeah. The ones that are uh, doing more of a monologue are blowing yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Or stories, yeah, are just yeah. not not. But I almost think Carlos do a character. Like, I don't yeah, think he walks I, around I, the streets like that. That's true. Bro, have you seen a fool without the glasses? No. Cara de perro, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Oh I, you know what? No That's what I love about you, bro. Is you do not censor dick, bro. You fucking cara de perro, bro. The road, bro. Looks like a seen, dog. He, dog. You're not gonna be taking, doing movies with no glasses on, bro. <laughs> no glasses off. You but I was like, no God fun. damn, bro. Give me some ojitos, dog. You no, know, he, he, he won't give me no ojitos, bro. Tres cara de the guy that sells fucking leche de burro on the streets, bro. 
Like he looks like he walks around with little tiny cubs selling le- milking goats, bro, where, on, a bridge, did, on a bridge. Where did you see his face? Because I've never I seen Googled him without it, the glasses. Bro. I Googled oh, it, bro. I Googled it. Whoa. It's out there. It's out there, bro. Under La Pinche's fucking Siwanaba, bro. Ish. <laughs> hey, I'm not guapo either, eh, but I don't hide it. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace my fairness. I embrace it, bro. <laughs> bro, when we were to Tijuana, uh-huh. man, I ain't gonna lie, man. Everybody talks about we got good tacos here. Like we got good tacos here in Mexico, and mm-hmm. no, and here in the United States, Rodrigo, man, and that guy Joel, they took us to some fucking taco shops, bro. But you're, but you're vegan. No, yeah. I watch them eat. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> he asked me how, they, how it tastes. But everything was. Everybody it. was saying how good it was, how good it was, and uh-huh. started looking down the streets, and he was something missing here. And then a, then a pet boo showed up with big old boobs. A stranded like dog. Like she just what? given birth. Yeah. Did you see? Poor baby. Is that his face? That's Martin Moreno right here, man. <laughs> you know what, bro? I, I'm not pretty either, but I feel sexy as fuck lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the hell it is. I just me siento sexy, cabrón. Damn. Yeah, I'd wear glasses too, homie. He said it's like Sniper. seeing a picture of El Buki without a beard. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> For real, man, they, they don't take you seriously like that with that face, dog, with that with those glasses, especially coming out of those jokes. It look like otro indio con chistes, you know? Not otro indio con chistes. For real, dog. Like, you you got to find a niche. Oh, like me, I got the long hair, bro. Right. I got the long hair. I got the wildness. You, you know, got that the beard. for me. Because I know that has to be a character, like Larry the Cable Guy. Mm-hmm. Something that makes you stand out and be memorable. I mean, when I first started comedy, I had a fucking fade and a leather jacket, which and, uh, every don't monkey the Raider poncho. and the, the Raider <laughs> poncho. But you know, but what's crazy is that everybody and their mother had a fade and a leather jacket. Yeah. You just blend in and you look like every other motherfucker out there. You know, that's why when when Gabe started using the Hawaiian shirt, that shit popped. When you started growing your hair, that shit popped. Uh, I, I grew my fucking hair and now people fucking like, hey, that's fucking Pinche Martin right there. It, it, if you just blend in with the whole fucking crowd, you're just going to look like, like this bottle right here with the leather jacket and a face. It's bro. a parking lot killer look. <laughs> you look like every fucking comedian in 99, homie. It's a parking lot killer right here, right? bro. Chris Martinez. Chris Martinez. With the motorcycle jacket and no motorcycle. Right. <laughs> Even Pops had a leather jacket, bro. Even Pops had a leather <laughs> Everybody, bro. It looked like they killed 10 cows for all the fucking comics that showed up to Volcayo. Bro, how about when uh, Bernardo, uh, comedian Bernardo, him and the lady showed up with leather jackets and leather hats? Bernardo, the Puerto Rican Bernardo. Yeah. God, what's he up to, bro? He was working at the Bray Improv. A couple of oh shit! Good for him. He's still doing, working on cars. I think he works in Pasadena at some d- dealership. So him and his lady had a leather jacket. <laughs> for real, bro, they showed up like like what's his name, Big Daddy Kane. Dude, I put another jacket on Hooter when he was twelve, bro. <laughs> what's up, fool, man? Shout out to myself. What up, people? <laughs> Sorry about last week, man. We didn't have no podcast, man. My daughter uh, flew in from Sweden, and she's been hanging out for two weeks. I got to meet her and my grandson, bro. So we were all <laughs> hanging out. If I, I, I run into a fucking um, Joker, bro. The lost, <laughs> the lost merch guy for fucking uh, slaughter, slaughter, bro. <laughs> I bro, I was more excited to see him, bro. Than he was to see I you. was so excited. I was looking at him like he was like a relic, bro. Like... <laughs> Like, a blast from like, the past. You know, people talk about you know slaughter and that you see him there, bro. And he looked like he's not ready to be slaughtered, bro. <laughs> Where were we? Where at, like Cheesecake Factory? Where was that? Gladstones? No, what was it? God damn. Yard, it was, house. Yard, Yard house. Yard house, man. Yeah. 
Uh, and it was he was just like this guy out of out of place there with all these suburban people and veterans. <laughs> bro, that fool was the, he was the closest I had to a brother growing up, bro. Like when I was a teenager and shit. No, no, seriously, like, Willie, bro, <laughs> bro, <The> big brother. <laughs> uh, I'm saying growing up, homie. I mean, I, I met Willie when I was fucking ya estaba peludo, bro. I was fucking thirty something. But uh, but yeah, Jesus Joker, uh, dude, freaking went to high school together. I remember the first time we went to the mall. That motherfucker pulled me to the side, bro. We took the bus out to the mall, and he pulled me to the side, and, he, and we didn't know each other that well. And he it's goes, he, he, No, that's what he said. He goes, hey, bro, um, you know they have cameras here, right? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, they're like, whatever you do, they'll see you. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? He goes, well, just in case you want to steal something, they'll probably catch us. I go, motherfucker, I don't steal. And he's like, well, I don't know. I just had to make sure because I don't want to get fucking busted. I'm like, this motherfucker. He'll give you up. That was the first time we hung out, man. He was fucking, uh, he, he was always the guy that did the right thing. You know, he like, uh, he could, he's he a had, teacher, right? He's a teacher. He had every opportunity to be a fuck up, but out of everybody, he had his shit more together than everybody. Graduated on time, you know, did his fucking homework and Never went to the ditching parties, fucking. You guys he, had a comedy was, troupe, right? He was the good guy. He, yeah, we we used to do sketches, Damn. bro. We used to do fucking sketches, bro. Like fucking, like we just used to. We'll do a remember, sketch remember, group, bro. Uh, 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 we we used to have a um a camera, like you remember those big ass fucking cameras you put on your on your shoulder and and like a and you do the V. It had the VHS tape a inside it. Dog. Yeah, wow. like a, a big ass camcorder. Mano brought that shit to the Christmas party, bro. I thought you were hit somebody over there. <laughs> And uh, we used to record fucking shit, bro. We used to just do sketches. We'd pretend we were like fucking uh, immigrants from Cuba stuck in a fucking uh, refugee center. We'd fucking pretend we were fucking – I played a gay barber, so stereotypical and fucking uh, – <laughs> and just just complete like shit that would get me protested if it came out. You know what I'm saying? Just like over-the-top crazy shit. He was Wante Love. You know, he was playing a, a character named Wante because he had a, a glove and he called it Wante. Uh, just fucking stupid ass shit. Yeah, perform it in my fucking living room, dog. <laughs> Who's your audience? Oh, my sister made Bro, love. My mom, <laughs> man. She that she's acting like Mrs. Flag. <laughs> Me a primacha over here to watch this fucking comedy, Rasa. Oh my living god, the life of the Joker. That yeah. was before. That was before the Joker, bro. That was before I ever did, before I did comedy, bro. I did all that. We That's did freaking. We what did inspired a bunch you of, to do that? Like, to like do a TV the, show the that you had seen, like I just Destiny. wanted to, dude. Or something I just, like that. I you know what? I just wanted to do. Like I thought I was funny, and my homie had a camera, and I'm like, hey, fuck it, let's start filming shit, bro. And we just started fucking filming shit. Who gave him the name Joker? Uh, dude, he was Joker when I met him. I'm guessing fucking his homies, dude. You know, how you doing, bro? Nobody's in. What's <laughs> up, fool? <laughs> we have a guest here, our medium. He is a medium too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Psychic medium, right? That's yeah, your psychic, title. Psychic medium, yeah. yeah psychic, yeah, psychic medium, yeah. You do stand-up comedy too? Yeah, not really. I mean, I've done stuff with uh, actually a good friend of yours with Momo Rodriguez and stuff like that. So uh, we did the what do you call it? The Brea Improv. Para- Momo's yeah, good, man. Yeah, he did man. the Paragordo podcast. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we did yeah, that. Yeah. The actual so, show? Or you just snuck into a show. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> man, he's known for sneaking into everything. Yeah, to be quite honest. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do a bunch of uh, shows and stuff like that, and so we're planning to kind of do something differently about like going to the improvs and doing comedy because most of the time, what I do, I talk to the dead for a living. That's like my so main you thing. do contact so you the do dead. Talk yeah, to yeah, absolutely. The dead. No, we I were do. wondering yeah. exactly how much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of comedy shows, you know, there's, there's your stand up, stand up comedians, you know, then there's magicians, you know, who do stand up. 
there's also hypnotists, right? Yes, there's yeah. a lot of hypnotists. And then mentalists. Um, and then mentalists, yeah. yeah. But then yeah. also there's a, that comedian lady that we brought here. Oh, uh, she's uh, Rontowski. She, yeah, Karen Rontowski. She does. Uh, she reads tarot cards and she does psychic readings on oh, stage. Okay. And oh. yeah, and she she ghost is hunting. she does not ghost hunting, but she does like objects. Oh, psychometry. Yeah. yeah, psychometry. Yeah, yeah. and she'll when tell. She'll find us the story behind it basically, and she'll you know she'll tell. When you I first started doing stand up comedy before um, Willie and the Devil Jeff Garcia were date were doing um, Wild Coyotes, <laughs> it was Ron, some gay dude. And he was whack, right? <laughs> and uh, he's the only book com- comedian from a comedy store that were like white. And uh, one of the ladies that was there, she was funny, but she was not a, she was like a psychic reader, but she did numbers. Okay, numerology. 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 Like you think of a number and then she's like – and you're like, whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> but she yeah. also, they also do like – they tell you stuff about like the, the day you're yeah. born, right? The number of the uh, month that you were born and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so you have like, like a personality number and then you have a master number and then an add to number. All these numbers represent certain things. Yeah. So when you break those down, it kind of shows like your soul cycle where you're at. So it's interesting because like I wasn't a big believer in psychics or mediums at all whatsoever. Like Crazy. I was – yeah, I wasn't – you know, I was watching certain television shows like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Jenny Jones and all these psychics that were on television. I'm like, what a crock of shit these people are, like, telling them what to say and what to do. <laughs> and that's what I really thought, yeah, because yeah. I don't really believe in it, Mike. I come with a healthy skepticism, and I really don't want to believe everything. I like to debunk things or try to analyze things of, like, are people actually really doing this? Or they're kind of, like, reading off emotions. Are they reading off, like, things that they already know about people? Is right, it cue like cards? John and, Edwards and yeah, all that stuff. So yeah. all that stuff was, like, you know, it, how do I, like, make the trust there? So it was about mainly trusting myself but trusting the information that I was receiving. So if it was from spirit, if it was something psychically around someone's personal life, I would just tell like it is. My journey started in a very unique way. Like, I didn't see spirit. I didn't feel spirit. Again, I was about researching and trying to develop this and trying to – so it's more it technical for you then, oh, yeah, rather abs- than a feeling. Sort oh of yeah, thing? absolutely, and it's it's a feeling now because it's about like what I sense or what I pick up a per- on a person. So when I do large audience events, I can go like, "Hey, lady in you know fiftieth row, stand up." I got like your brother here who's passed over. Like it's that specific. It's not just. Who's That's like, very specific. Yeah, and, bro, bro. And, it, and it's actually like say it's, they pass with a triple bypass, and they da 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 da. Like and there's so, people wow. that will bring cliche or fake stuff. Funny you know? man, you ever heard of Amazing Jonathan? Yes. He goes like this. There's a lady right there. You and ma'am stand up. Oh. You graduated in 1985. You have a brother named Jonathan. Hey, the gentleman, that's my sister. <laughs> I fucking died, bro. I died, dog. Hey, the gentleman, that's my sister, Jane. Uh, fucking die, dog. Amazing Jonathan, dog. Uh, but you're right. <laughs> You know, that's funny, dude. Yeah, no. I, mean, I mean, you have to have a sense of humor with this work. I mean, it's 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 you very. You find humor? Are you writing stuff in in between? Yeah, you know, like I don't do a lot of stand up, but you know, it's something that people want me to bring on to because like I think it's more humorous with the work that I do because our loved ones will bring humorous things, personal things that are very embarrassing, and I will talk about it live on a show or I, dude, you know whatever you, comes. You through. guys do have a reputation for being charlatans. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alex, for, sure. Oh, Charlatan, for sure. Charlatan. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh for sure. <laughs> no, so it's a so, hobby. So there's yeah. a lot. Lot of skepticism that goes sure. with that goes with it, right? Yep, and, and, and so it's it's some some people it's hard for people to take you seriously. Oh, absolutely. Shit, right? Now, I, now when you say you communicate with people that are passed over, when they talk to you, is it like they're saying something to you and then they say, "Hey, say this to the person," 
or because I know a lot of people that that are mediums will sit there and be like freaking like they'll start talking almost like uh, they'll start talking through them. They become the vessel that the, they the channel, the, the channel, channel right. correct. Absolutely. And then they just start. So would be Goldberg and Ghost. Yeah, that's yeah. a great example. Yeah. So, she's, so she's which medium, kind yeah. do you do? So I, I do uh, more of the mediumship, which is mental mediumship. So I will uh, pick up the information that's coming through. So when I'm communicating with the spirit, I actually hear my own thought, and they show me symbols and everything's out of my frame of reference. So if I see, say, you know, an apple, could be someone that works with computers, could be someone that loves. Uh, you know, someone whose religion, Adam and Eve, so it's my frame of reference. Or two, it can be the person's, you know, loved one, love baking apple pie. So I can totally misinterpret the information, but I'll deliver that information. But also, I will feel the information of how they passed over. So they were shot in the head. I will feel pressure in my head. If it's a triple bypass, Whoa. I will feel like I had something yeah. in my chest. If it was emphysema, I'll feel water in my lungs. So there's weird feelings that I'll get that my body, I have to resonate with those feelings that's coming through. Yeah. Dude, that's intense. Because yeah. like, I have, I have um, old albums of preachers from back in the like, oh, well. 1960s and things where they're like performing well and it's a performance in front of like thousands of people and these dudes will be like as i was walking here today the spirit of the lord came to me and he came on my shoulder and he said to me there's somebody here there's somebody here and his name starts with the letter the letter f and he's <laughs> named after a country and your name is your Fruja. name is France. And then somebody will be like, yeah. He's like, yeah. My name is Francis. And, and so, they call me Pancho. I'd <laughs> be one of those people in the audience, yeah. And so, and so then and, – and this guy was super, super specific to the point where it was like almost ridiculous. Like right. there's no way in fuck this is happening oh, to yeah. this degree. And, and so it's like super over the fucking top. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you listen to it today, back then, back in the day, it, it was probably amazing. Right, absolutely. Now when you look at it with, with freaking 2019 eyes or, or listen with 2019 ears rather, oh, you're like, sure. is this fucking monkey serious? Right. Like this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, How yeah. in the fu- And then at the end, it's like fucking send $100. This is the 1960s. Right. <laughs> send $100 a yeah. fucking week. Dude, that was fucking way more than what was well, minimum wage. But people right. did it. Mm-hmm. People sent people in. People still do it. Peter Popoff uh, late at night. Talk about he it. sells fucking bags of spring water. Spring miracle water. spring water. That's right. I forgot about that. Baggie, about three in the morning. This dude yeah. with yeah. the black <laughs> hair, yeah. the dyed black hair. And, you wake up, and he's like eight bro. years old. Hey, no, bro, there's, there's, there's like, I'm telling you, these people fall for it. There's like redneck yeah. people yeah. and poor black people talking about, oh, once I bought that water, the next day I woke up and there was $12,000 in my check checking account. Oh, yeah. Bitch, you better oh, put dude. that money back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because that shit ain't yours. <laughs> well, even like a You better talk to your bank. Just a computer error. Bitch, Puff over here fucking hacking into computers and shit. Peter Popoff. Well, you know, he was, he was like, is he ready to Lenny Popoff? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Randy yeah. Savage? He's still, but he's still no, on he's the still, air. Yep. No, Lenny these Popoff. guys are still on the fucking yep. air. They're making it. And you know, you know who Alamo the next guy. One? You know who the, the next, boots. The next one's going to be freaking Kanye, bro. <laughs> How many times have you been incorrect, though? Um, I. I don't know because I, I deliver all the information because I always believe I, I don't mind being wrong because as long as I deliver the information, it's delivered the right way. So, again, I may misinterpret something. I may say, hey, you know, today that you spilled uh, spaghetti on your lap and you go like, no, it was actually oatmeal. Some yeah. people see that as being wrong. You right. know what I mean? So it just depends on how you interpret that information or how it resonates with Stop you. It. But I, I don't <laughs> think that I, I 
wrong. I, I do really believe that I can misinterpret something. I'll be the first to admit, and I say this at all my events, all interviews, because I will never be 100% right. None of us will be, but we will have these gut feelings where we feel things and sense things, and just like law enforcement officials, like they have a gut feeling or this hunch about a certain case. It's the same thing that I do, but I just work in a different way. Yeah. Did Epstein kill himself? Uh, that's a whole other situation. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to make fun of you, but yeah. you remember that guy from Edward Sutherland, that chubby guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember the guy. Not Sarah. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Beetle. Beetle juice. 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 You mean you mean the guy, the guy with the southern accent? Oh, who's no, all, the like, chubby guy. If you yeah, want to scare, if you want to scare somebody, you got to scare somebody with your fucking sculptures. Yeah, <laughs> her artist. Her Beetle artist friend. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. Beetlejuice yeah, Beetle guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. He passed away. That would make also. more sense. Oh, remind me of the cholo in Also, but also, but it's funny, man. When Beetlejuice, when they when they summons Beetlejuice. He came out and he fucked with everybody was their um what hurts them the most. Right. Yeah. You know, like something that will hurt you the most and she fucked up that lady's sculpture. Yeah, sculpture. Right. She loved the sculpture. Yeah. And then the guy that was the the medium, he put him in plaid. Yeah. yeah. Because that's he all he, a, because because he was such a fashion. He's a, he's a, maven, he's a, he's a dandy, you know, yeah. you have to dress right. well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Beetlejuice is another great movie, Ghost. Like all these are are very similar to what we do, but if I could say like the best movie that kind of demonstrates mediumship or, or this work is is Go, especially that was what in the late, early nineties. Fuck and, yeah, bro! Yeah. You know what's scary about that movie? Yeah. Camila's is in that movie. What's yeah. scary about that movie when they when they kill you and then those black spirits come? come what are those motherfuckers, bro? Um, you all know that so, bad shit you did, right? And some people would call them like <laughs> demons or like you know the bad energy, all that, that stuff that you is. deal with. Do, but, the, do they get you when you're in purgatory? You know, you know, you know I think some of us are taught to believe in, you know, limbo, yeah, purgatory, all that sure. stuff. I, I don't believe in that, you know, as Me uh, growing well, you up know, as... Dead as a doorknob. Yeah. Do you know why purgatory existed? Por qué? You know. So that they could extort families that had money. money. It's like, yeah, saying, your yeah. loved one's right. here, and Good you got to pay enough right. to get them out of here. And we'll do enough for him. Yeah, yeah, we'll do enough. Oh, yeah. We'll do some masses for oh, him. Then he'll be able to get his fucking heaven point. This guy could rule the world. He's got back in candles. Yeah, it's like all crap. Now, let me ask you this. Are you... Did you grow up Catholic? And I'm saying for that the, sure. Okay, so now for sure. with Devout. the Catholics, anybody when you da- dabble into the freaking medium thing, Sacra- that's brujería. Yep. You know, it's are you have a cross there, right? Yeah, because yeah. you have a cross. Yeah, is, that, is that blasphemy? Like, is your family like, hey, pinche brujo, cabrón? You know, that's funny that you say that because they no, were no, like no, that. They they weren't b- big believers at all. My parents were devout Catholics. They went to Catholic school the whole nine yards. Same mm-hmm. thing with me. You know, I started growing up and I started having. Uh, a different understanding of my Catholicism. You know, I, I didn't know, I did not know if like this is something I was going to follow is like, because I always felt there were some sort of feelings or intuitions I was picking up around certain things. And I would know certain things about like, say, you know, caller ID. I would joke around with my family. Like I was caller ID back then. It was about people who would call. I would say, Oh, so-and-so that's so-and-so that's calling. And it could be someone that we haven't talked to in years or whatever. And sure enough, it's that person. But for my parents, they would say like, I don't believe in it. I don't talk about this. Then my parents would never talk about like what I did for a living. They would always say, my son's a consultant. He's a consultant. He's a consultant. <laughs> they would never say that and, until like I really – I don't of, have a son. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny. Yeah. It's so like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the how come, it didn't, how come it didn't hit a consultant? Right. <laughs> and then you get the nosy people like a consultant for what? You know, it's like for dead people. Right. You know what I mean? Do I see la verdad? Licenciado. Abogado de la muerte. So when did you start having feelings or thinking that this? Because you said you watched other people on TV. Was that after knowing you had some gift, or no. did you get a feeling and then start looking into it? Like how did it all go? It, down? it was more curiosity and skepticism alone that really kind of brought me on this path because uh-huh. I really want to understand what I was picking up and what I was feeling. Like was it just like 
you know, coincidences? Were there, was it just guessing this information that's coming through? Was I actually picking up information? So for me... And it's just coming to you. Yeah. And I did not... In, yeah. About strangers even. Yeah, that strangers. That you might walk around. Oh, yeah. I, I, would, I, I remember one story specifically. Uh, I think I was what, maybe 13, 14 years old. And I remember waiting, waiting in line at a you know, fast food joint and saying, like, oh, my God, I see this lady's father standing, like, right next to her, right behind her, this and that. And, like, do I really tell this lady this? And I really tapped on her, like, as she waited in line. I said, hey, I have your dad's here, and he's telling me this and this and that, and he passed away. What the but yada, fuck? Yada. Wow. Punched you. Yeah, no, <laughs> literally, she, she left you, and came back. You and, could walk up to somebody, man. <laughs> someone like, uh, you don't know him, but someone like Adam Murray, bro, walks up to somebody like that. So with a bald head dog. Mm-hmm. You're going to be neat. Right. You, you, have to have you have to have hair. Yeah, 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 oh, this guy, I think he walk up to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> hey. no. I see your mom, man. Get, <laughs> don't get on that bus. <laughs> so, no, but, so, she, so she came back into the restaurant. Yeah, and, 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 and you know she came back and she, and she thanked me because she goes, I just lost my dad like a month ago. So it was a moment for her to recognize there's something that happened. She didn't know me, and I was Fuck. a kid. You know, so when stuff like that happens. You were a kid. Just, How old yeah, were you? I think uh, 13, 14 years oh, old. Right, you know, so right around that age frame. So um, the way my career started, per se, or my path was I actually started working with tarot cards from sixth grade to eighth grade and started reading about. Dude, that's the, young. Oh, yeah. And, you know, How old? Uh, what's that? About th- 12, 13? 13, 14, yeah. 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 So during that time frame, I was reading people around my junior high school. I was telling them like what I saw, what I felt, who was coming through. You were and, doing it for lunch tickets, huh? Well, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so for me, I was just like, oh, maybe I'm a good guesser. Maybe I'm just guessing this information. But weeks later, a month later, they said, oh, my God, like this person had this situation or has this health issues or this is happening. And so for me, I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. And then my mediumship happened when I was a freshman in high school. My high school teacher, who's a recognized medium in her own right and works with very well-known people, and she told me I have the ability to communicate with the other side. I did not know that. I knew I was able to see auras and colors and feel things off people, but I did not know I was able to talk to the dead per se. So I thought it was just things that were happening. So I developed my abilities uh, on my own and working with them. I didn't take any classes or I didn't go to a school like Harry Potter or whatever. But for me, uh, at age 19, I was signed with a, a, a pretty big station and uh, my career took off. What I, station? Uh, Coast 103.5. Oh, I remember yeah. Coast. Lo- love yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I love songs on, the, on Love Songs on the Coast. I yeah. was doing you know, a show for... You, know you? Yeah, I was on there for three and a half years. Do you know what? the best part about that show, bro? <laughs> I'm afraid. It's BS, bro, when they go like this. Right oh, now, we John, have our... Right. Bar- Barbara coasting in Santa Barbara right now. She wants right. to send a message to Mike, coasting. who's coasting right now in Rio de Janeiro. Right, right, she wants right. To send a message. <laughs> Bitch, he ain't coasting over there. Right, right. He ain't thinking about your ass. He ain't thinking about your ass. That's just right. the white With people aren't LeBeau, bro. Yeah, it is. No, no for yeah. sure. Yeah, it no, is. Bro. His, name is, his name is Mark Saccolarini. Mark Saccolarini? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I haven't heard that. Bam, you have a memory of an elephant, Rasa! This is Mark Sagarini. He owe you money? No. He was like the, was like the fucking contemporary Art Lobo. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. He was probably sending messages too, man. That is Love. funny. So, anyway, we have. Let's do the song play. Love keep us all where we belong. <laughs> so when you. Were- <laughs> I love this. So how do you Hilarious. do that? Him, so you did this over the radio then? Yeah, I did. To I, yeah. Callers. What yeah, time did you come out? And uh, how in the world? From do seven you, to midnight. And how do you feel? Every day. Uh, every Sunday. It was a Sunday night special show from seven to midnight. People, do, people who are listening to now, right, to this show right now, man, there's some good shows that come out on Sunday on radio if you really look out for them. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was that one guy, the, the Arbel, what's the name? Oh, Arbel, yeah, Coast to Coast. Bro, Arbel yeah. is... We know who told me about him, Juan Villarreal. Mm-hmm. And one time I, I was driving from Lake Tahoe with Paul Rodriguez, 
and they started playing. And That's I said, "Play." Yeah, 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 man. And then there was like Noche de Cucuy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one was weird, yeah. bro. There's that, that other I, guy, Phil Hendry. Remember Phil that Hendry. Phil Hendry show with the weird characters he would do and callers, and that was all fake. It was all yeah, comedy. Was saying, wow, yeah, yeah, but he made, but yeah, he would but make a bit out of it. So entertaining. People loved it, but I think people are always so curious and fascinated. They are very curious. Yeah, and they want to know. Scared. Well, I don't think it's nothing to be afraid of because I think if we grew up in a Catholic background or religious background, we have that fear of like it's a devil's work, it's taboo, things that nature. And once my parents realized that this is like not a phase, I've been doing this for well over 16 years. I go like, this is not a phase. This is like what I do for a living. My parents realized like, you know, oh, my son's a medium. He's a psychic now. And I've been very successful with what I've done in my background with my work. And I'm very blessed because I think, you know, I came from a small suburban city in Hacienda Heights, California. Didn't come from much. My family didn't come from much. And I, and I stayed grounded from that because I really believe if you connect, connect, connect with people or the audience, they can recognize that, but also see some comfort in that as well. So again, things were blessed because my background really, I wanted to be a firefighter. I wanted to work in, in law enforcement, but my career took off with that one radio station. Again, I didn't have a website, a phone number, anything, because I didn't want to do this for a living. How old were you started in the coast? Uh, 19 and a half. Oh, wow. 19 and a half. Yeah, yeah. from there I went to KBIG, KISS FM, Hot 92, and then Had so they on heard so you or seen you do this before? What, what made them bring you on? So uh, an email was submitted to one of the 19? producers to uh, Coast. I did not submit the email because, again, I, wasn't, I didn't want to do this. I was going to Rio Honda Col- College and taking my classes to, to be a firefighter. Good then, college for a fireman, fire, yeah. fireman yeah. for well, the way. It's a yeah. Big program, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a big program, yeah. lengthy, extensive. So I was doing that, and then uh, the uh, producer ended up calling me my cell number. I'm like, okay, what's what's this guy? I thought this was a joke, and I hung up, and I did not <laughs> reply to it. I thought this. Seemed like, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but I was yeah, like, this is a fucking joke. Right. Fuck you yeah, on, right? Bro. <laughs> bro. bro. Okay, I've been, perfect. I've been keeping up with the big words, bro. <laughs> Charlotte Tens versus Tell, Dabble, and this motherfucker right here, entrepreneurial over here. <laughs> Shout out to Bibli. Bibli with the entrepreneurial. Keeping up with the show, man. So, yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. How do you get a feeling from somebody who calls My back is in sweaty right that yeah. you're not looking at, <laughs> you're not connecting with other than hearing their voice? Right. So the, everything's based upon ener- on, on energy. Everything has energy. A table, a mic, everything vibrates in energy. It's like how uh, people who are like deaf or blind, they can actually hear sound, feel, like, hear sound, feel or see things in a different way. It's the same thing, but just in a different vibration. So when someone's speaking to me over the phone... Uh, many years ago, the way it worked for me is I actually would see a color. So I would have my eyes closed when someone's talking. That color would resonate. Like, okay, if I saw red, I know they're a very grounded person. If I saw orange, it would represent they're very ambitious. Yellow would represent they work in communication. And these colors from, come from some From other, my from reference. From your yeah, reference. What, what it means okay. to me. And different people have different references, what these colors okay. represent. But that would kind but of to open. you, that's just over time and experience. Oh, yeah. That, okay. Because at that time, I did not know what I was receiving or picking up or sensing things of nature. And I had to interpret that over years. And it took, and I'm still building my dictionary over 16 years. So things wow. will always be the same and things may not be the same thing and I may totally be wrong and misinterpret it but I always would deliver that information but for me uh, the producers brought me into that show in the studio and when I went there they said like oh who's the, like where's the medium at they saw me like this little, you know, shaved head and a little goatee and this and that. And who's this kid, you know, that's going to read for people? And they had me do like six readings on spot just to make sure like everything's legit, everything's culture. That they have people from Kansas, wherever, did the readings. And from there on, they said, oh, "We'll see you next week." And I was signed on for three wow. and a half years. Yeah, Dude, and that's wow. how it went. Awesome. Yeah. Now, are you still? Do you go to church now? Are you religious? I don't, I, I don't. I'm not a practicing Catholic, so I would say that. But I still believe in God. I still believe in a higher power. I still do prayer, meditation, in all my readings, all my. You know, shows that I do, it's, it's, all, it's ingrained into my work for sure. But I don't practice it where I go to church, but I practice it in my own way, basically. Yeah. 
Now, if somebody comes to you and says, hey, man, I lost a loved one. I want to reach out. Do you find – can you find them or do they come to you? I, I really don't want to know who my clients want to connect with. So mm. I don't do any of my bookings. I don't do any of that stuff. You know, most of the stuff, uh, it's all through into the office. So, so it's all when, cold. Yeah, it's basically. because I don't want I, – because I really believe if I know anything about someone's loved one, like they say, oh, I want to talk about <laughs> my <laughs> Uncle Joey passed away with a heart attack. That's right, you know, God's you know, blah, blah. <laughs> and all of a sudden what happens – yeah, it, it takes Uncle away Joey the meaning. Else. Yeah, because if you know that information, then the, you already done the job for the medium. Yeah. So there's nothing for yeah. me to really do because since you already validated all that stuff. So and maybe people, that's not the person who's coming through the strongest. Maybe there's oh my, somebody else. That right? is for that, sure. Like people want to hear from, you know, when they, when people go to my audience events, like they, you know, there's large crowds, intimate groups that I do. And people have that VIP person they want to hear from absolutely positively. Mm-hmm. And that moment happens where I connect with maybe their dad instead of their mother or their mother instead of their father, because whatever that relationship was either, you know, whatever it was, they don't want to hear from that person, but I'm like, they need to come through because there's a message that they need to get across that they still need to heal from physically that they haven't allowed us to go through. So it's oh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How would you know like to reach them? Like for me, um, it's through meditation, prayer, chakras. So basically the way the energy works is that once I turn on and meditate, open up, I just kind of do my thing. And so whoever's energy is the strongest, it kind of works that way. So kind of think of it as like, you know, in a very funny way, all you guys are here today. And I tell you, it is like mentally or, or maybe verbally say my name at once. Whoever's voice I hear first and whoever's voice is strongest, that's who I connect with first in an audience event. And so kind of think of it that way at any event. And I get pulled to that person. So I go, hey. You know, do, anybody, like I, do you ever like read somebody and go, oh, shit, I forgot his name? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That is like. What, the person <laughs> coming through? Yeah. yeah. That oh, shit, I forgot oh, yeah. a name. I want to oh. be first. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, sometimes, embarrassed. Well, sometimes I, I'll be giving a name about a person who's in the audience. I'm just like, who's like, uh, like say, Angela or something, and they're like, "No, there's not an Angela. There's not this." I go, "You sure? There's like an Angela, Angie. There's something other." They go, "No, no. but there's an Angela." And then they, and then they realize, "Oh, my name's Angela." Wait, and, and you know, so uh, they forget. Nail, fi- nail yeah. file here, nail file. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> now, l- let me yeah, ask you this. Absolutely. It, it's a we're in, it's a November now. The other okay. muertos, oh, yeah, the other yeah. dead just. We have a guy by. who passed away right here, bro. Look at. We have um, Brody Stevens. He passed away. Right. Uh, <laughs> now the other los muertos is that a day where like you, like you hear tr- a baseball ball, a baseball <laughs> and a, and a, and a I hitting? was waiting for something like that. <laughs> uh, do that, that supposedly all the spirits come from the other side to visit? What is there truth to that? Is Absolutely. There, what do you know about that? So there's two things. One's going to be cultural. One's going to be depend, depends how you grew up and how you see that. So if you're very <laughs> cultural, very connected with that, I would say one that's a deep rooted connection. Two, if that's a very um, Unique thing in our work as mediumistics or mediums is that there's the, what we call the veils thin, where it's easier for our loved ones to communicate. So if you really want to communicate with your loved ones and honor them, if they love like drinking milk, you put out a, a milk for them or their favorite dish or whatever it is. But there's a very you strong like tarot in it, right? Yeah, there's a very yeah, there's, there's a very strong could, connection. Oh, Why do um, sometimes like, it surprises me? Like I, don't, I never believed in it, kind of still don't. But I remember, you remember when we were in Columbus. And it was raining real loud, real hard. Mm-hmm. It was me and you and Mando. We were eating at the, that place that had trivia on the, the television. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and we met um, these two ladies from the Navy. One of them was a Dominican black lady. And yes. One was Latina. They were both sergeants. Yes, and then we Remember? parted at the Blue Martini afterwards. Yes, and then the black lady was in, into psychics, uh-huh. and she had a reading for me. Bro, let me tell you, I never do the reading, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but she was, she was on point back so then. So you still remember. Yeah. She said, you have a daughter out there. And I did. She goes, she's very little. She goes, she loves you. She knows, she, she knows you're out there, but she hasn't met you. She knows you're out there. She knows you're out there. 
She goes, she knows. And you hadn't told anybody. No, 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 no. Oh, told her shit. She didn't know no, me. Wow. No, anybody no, else. No, no, not even friends. him. Yeah. Not wow. even him. Because she knows you're out there. Because she's seeking for you. Because she loves you. And I go, you know, um, this girl's very strong, you know, but te, 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 te estima, te extraña, te quiere ver. He goes, necesito tu ayuda right now. But I don't know what was going on, you know, but I didn't see my daughter until years later. But right now we're close, by the That's way. That's awesome. Well, I yeah. didn't know, but like, I never told the lady. I'm thinking, these motherfuckers talking to shit, I'm back. But it was it must have been strong because she know she <laughs> saw me at the show, again. she loved the show. So she must have been a follow vibe, you know, right, okay. Right, this guy's too funny yeah, or right, he's crazy, you know, something about him and I gotta right, find right. out. But she all she did was just touch my hand one time and she knew. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know Is that a wild guess? Well, I don't think it's a wild guess. I think it's either someone's vibrating something very strongly about a person. So if you get that vibration, I will go up to someone and tell someone, like, hey, this is what I'm picking up. This is what I'm getting. I don't do that now because there's Don't ethics. touch me. I'm an American citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, because there, there's ethics, you know, when yeah. you do this work. So you have to be careful. But there are people oh, that yeah. will go up to someone and say, like, hey, you know, I see this or I sense this or this is what you need to hear. And sometimes it's just that and they walk away. You never see them again because that information is something that you need to hear or it's going to help you evolve as a person or grow as a family together. And I think Crazy. that's an amazing thing that happens happen for you so believe it or not i think it's a great experience that she had that, it was man you know it's super cool because but, i always tell people because then back then i still haven't met my daughter well, well you, oh, you wow. yeah you had only seen her at like the two baby. years old yeah, one two years oh, wow. old. Two, yeah and did you not have any connection none, none. Wow. so i think there's some sort of universal yeah. thing or synchronicity that was happening here for you in a very beautiful way that had to happen here and it was a storm bro we're we're, we're, we're by a tornado that was area. a warning that was a tornado warning a tornado area like, we were scared because it started we were it was very windy, then all of a sudden hail. Oh wow! Then it got real. Far, then it got real bright. Then then it started raining real hard. Then everybody was saying, like, "Y'all better run." It was extreme oh, ass wow. weather. The, the <laughs> rain was coming sideways. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. That's uh, crazy. Now, when when you heard like when people when you started communicating, okay, did it scare you? Um. Yes and no. And seeing people standing next to somebody like that's that was more scary to me. I, yeah, because me. like my first experience, honestly, was my great grandfather um, that was standing at the end of my bed. I was still living with my parents at the time, obviously, but I did not meet my great grandfather. I did not know what he looked like, but I remember telling my mom uh, the next morning. I said, "Hey, the, you know, like there was this guy who totally experienced." My mom again wasn't a big believer, very Catholic, and it was very awkward to talk about this. I said, yeah, this guy had no arm. He didn't have any arms. He was missing his arms and this and that. Well, 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 no. My great grandfather lost both arms. He was a WMTT and he lost both arms. And there's no way I would have known that, nor was it ever talked about. And so uh -huh. I described that and I was talking about like his writing. And my grandfather had this most beautiful writing. He would write everything with his mouth, these letters and stuff like that. So, oh, really? And so my mom ended up going to my grandparents or to her parents' house and started researching, going through all those, you know, photos and things of that nature. And I'm like, I that's him. Yeah. And so my mom freaked out. But again, there, there's moments like that that happened that when, do freak me out like that because I, I shouldn't a, have known that i had a friend who died and i watched him die i was there during his passing and uh we uh he saw his grandfather that he hadn't seen in 20 25 years We're or at. so at the end of his bed right oh. and he said he's standing right there yeah it's a, it's a normal thing and that was the house that his grandfather was in and his his grandmother he wanted to die in his grandmother's house but his he said he's right there and then I don't know, five minutes later, he passed away. Oftentimes, people on their deathbed, they will experience that. They will say they, they're going to see someone or they're with someone or they see certain loved ones that they haven't seen in many, many years or connect with with. And I think it's a beautiful example because they're there to greet them or transition they, them. They said that um, yeah. when Sam Kinison died, the, the comedian, and the, by the drunk driver that hit him, they said that um, when they were talking to him, he was already out of it. 
he kept saying, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And then he smiled and said, I'm ready, and then he gone. And he was talking really? to somebody. Oh, wow. He goes, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he said, I'm ready. Yeah. And, and that was off. a Baptist minister before he oh, was like, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. He must have like... He must have like said, "I'm sorry for all the, all the fucked up shit he did at that moment or something." I, I well, I'm just thinking of the yeah. Catholic, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's something that we go through. Is it like a soul contract? You know, we go through a soul contract or soul review that we go through these issues or we go through these things, and maybe there's things that he needed to make up or needed to fix or whatever. And he said, "Like, I'm not ready," or maybe he had to make peace with himself before he transitioned. But you know, the beautiful thing, oftentimes in certain reads I've done, when someone died tragically, like um, a, a great example is like Jenny Rivera. You know, when she passed over, like. Her body left the soul before impact. There's a perfect moment. People in 9/11. How do you know that? Um, just because there was a moment of like not feeling that when you read for these people, um, you don't. They don't bring me the moment of impact. It's almost like their soul's gone. Like it's like a flash of them already like out of that body. It's the best way to describe it because typically I will talk about an event of a passing. So if someone was shot, I will actually feel that pressure or stabbing or whatever it is. But certain times when spirits don't talk about that, where they say their soul left or they left in that moment, it's kind of the oh shit moment for me because that's I realized that years ago. And that's became kind of a reference when people died in a very tragic event. And it's their way of making that validation, showing that they did not suffer, they did not go through pain. So, And I think it's only to help us, the physical people yeah. as well. So it's very you know, interesting. If you've ever watched somebody, I've watched several people die because, well, friends who died, but also I worked in a nursing home and so I saw oh, a lot wow. of people die. But you can see the point at which their soul is gone. If it's one of those long deaths or you're, wit- you're standing there w- witnessing it, you, at some point you realize, oh, that's not that person anymore. You feel it. You see it. Oh, yeah. And it, that's, so that's, so a, quick, a quick death is what you're saying. The soul left already before the impact, before, before the they death. Before die, before the moment of death. And when that moment happens, it, it's a beautiful moment. I remember a couple, well, there's a couple clients that sent me photos over the years, like old pol- Polaroids. Or they're taking photos with their loved ones, and you know they're like last moment if they're dying of cancer or whatever. They're on the bed, and the family's there. And certain photos show like a body, like right above this gold white light, right above the body as a soul. A body is right above that, leaving that. So for me, it's kind of evidence. I can't say it's you know evidence for, as a scientific point, but it's evidence for me as a spiritualist to believe that there's something more than this physical body because I do believe that we evolve and grow after this. I don't think we're just dead in the ground. I don't think that we're you know this is just our physical realm because I think this is just our high school. When we transition, we go to college and we learn, we grow, evolve, and learn the lessons that we needed to fix. So if someone was, you know, a murderer and, you know, or someone that took their own lives, they still have to take those problems with them physically to the other side because they did not learn from those. So there's some sort of karmatic debt they have to go through as well. That's a, that's a, that's a heavy statement. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a very, very loaded oh, yeah. statement. Like to oh, yeah. say that we're taking baggage to the other side yep. is freaking because you would figure once you're done you're resting yep. you know well, that's, I think that, that's that, why a lot of them stir right, right? a mm-hmm. lot of the souls that stir that's what i've heard yeah, like what, what happened to Ch- chucky right the guy put the spirit <laughs> in the chucky and the chucky like i mean i know yeah. i know it sounds fucking ridiculous but it's an energy that hasn't yeah. any, had something resolved that's right. why even yeah. like some of those are like when little kids are like little and they start they talk like an adult already they say a bunch of crazy things it's like another a soul entered that little for body. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Mean? So they've been here before. Oh, absolutely. It's old. My it's friend has the shine. <laughs> right? Shine <laughs> No, for sure. No, you're absolutely correct. And I think if we like kind of open and receptive to that, it's the same thing. But again, it's just like it's a heavy statement to say, but it's it's over the years where I've learned over you, the years. When you were a little kid, do you remember those, those time life books? A woman. 
<laughs> feels fifty miles away. Fifty miles away. <laughs> feels a pain. Feels in a her pain hand. in his arm yeah. at that moment. Right. The exact her same mother, moment. her daughter, her daughter Jess escaped a fire. Yeah. Right. Or didn't get, decided not to get on a plane. Decided yeah. to get on a plane. <laughs> right. Coincidence? Right. David Spade had the best joke. Yeah, man. that was a funny joke. A woman feels a sharp pain while doing dishes. Ten miles away, her daughter's giving her boyfriend a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> How about these cr- these critics, bro? Like the the people who don't believe. Like um, right here, we have um, Milkman. That that, that um, you ask people some psychics, you know the, the false ones, bro. They're out there. The oh ones, yeah, for sure. They, they ask a certain questions, and they get people. You know, like like for example, we're talking like, to go in fresh, like no example questions. before tele before television, before radio, before all that. You all know, your, how many stuff. people were traveling, bro? Like. Because everybody can make money. If you, had a, if you had a horse and carriage, you have a circus. Right. You can entertain, you know. Right. You just show up. With a crystal ball. And, and then right. I, I heard that these people will show up ahead of time and start to get to know the people and then they'll send back and okay. give them notes. But that's back then. Oh, for sure. But you should show up, huh? Yeah, I just show up. I show up either like 10 minutes before an event or like right beforehand. I don't there's know. no one helping you out. No one helping me out. We do Nobody, have like. Comedians, bro, they walk up to like we're doing like a corporate gig. They go, hey, bro, make fun of Sam. He's over there. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's a fireman. His wife left him. He had gone to Rio two times. <laughs> that's, that, something you, that's something you can make funny. Absolutely. And you make fun of him. They yeah. tell you, they go, bro, you know. All that shit's fucked up. No, but, but you know th- that is something that was that's still very common that people still feel that it's still happening to this day. Like they go, "Oh, these people are planted in the audience," or they tell people what to say. I mean, there's many mediums. That's that a Manhattan medium, bro. I think people believe her because of her hair. Long oh, Island medium. The Long yeah. Island medium. Yeah. She's got big brain. Yeah, in there. yeah. And you know, what? She's, she had that hair like Sally from Charlie Brown. Same thing. You know, all these mediums, uh, you know, go under fire because of people's belief or skepticism. Yeah. And you know, uh, James Randi was a like, little you know, boy too, a little white boy now. Tyler Henry, yeah. Tyler uh, Henry. Hollywood medium. Yeah. So you know, you have all these people. And, and people are always going to criticize. And for me, like, you know, when I read for people that are in entertainment, sometimes, you know, I don't really know who they are because either, like, I don't know the background or whatever. And there's people that I'm like, I feel like that I know too much about them and I won't read them because, like, it's too much. So it's, I don't really want to be, like, a celebrity medium, but I've been fortunate to read for a lot of musicians and a lot of people. And, and that's how a lot of things happen with me because, Bro, you know. Have you ever fucking took mushrooms and did a read? <laughs> no. <laughs> Drinking was, was and doing ratings, yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, that's a movie right there, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Because a lot of people uh, uh You meditate, you go deep, bro. Oh, for sure. I have a question yeah. about meditation. Because yeah. you yeah. said you went deep, right? When you meditate, you go oh, yeah. in. I had, a, I had a, when I was in rehab, there was a guy named Jose, Jesus Quintana. His name was Chewy. He said he was in Folsom for like 10, 15 years. Okay. Got out for 60 days and then did another 10 straight. Oh, wow. But he told me that. The second time he went in there, he, he said he had a better time in those 10 years because he started meditating. He said he got so, so deep. He said that he left the prison for a month oh, and then he came back. <laughs> astral, astral but, projection? But, but, astral yeah, there projection. you go. Yeah, out of body experience. Astral, yeah. But yeah. He's yeah. like Ant-Man. Man. Yeah. Can you do that? Could you, can you yeah. like be at a, at a, so <laughs> institutionalized that you're just a robot now? Yes and no. I think meditation is one of those those abilities that we have to focus deep, on. Bro. Yeah. It, it's well, you got to think. You're, you're you're centering yourself. You're closing your mind. You're saying you commit two more robberies. Came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's funny. Because he that's told me his sister needed money, bro. That's he said he went to dug out a gun out of his fuck. backyard and gave her money. Yeah, the no, voice didn't say that. That's why I got pe- in here the first time. Well, that man. guy Primo <laughs> Levi. Primo Levi wrote a book. He was an Italian. Uh, a uh, Holocaust survivor who wrote a book of his experience, and in the in the camps, he talked about doing that as a survival mechanism. Not astral. Pro- he didn't call it astral projection, but he was meditating to 
imagine himself somewhere Back else that place. Mm-hmm. outside of where they were. And that's the only thing that kept him going. Yeah, because we have to do that in certain points in our lives when things are so bad, we kind of focus on the positive. It's like, you know, what's the uh, law of attraction? You know, The Secret is a great, you know, book about it that talks about it, you know, that shares about the the movie. Uh, But it's been around for years and people have been doing it for years, but not many people are receptive or understand the process of how it all works. But if we kind of can get back to that point and really kind of detach and hear from those moments, we really we realize that there's something more out there, you know, so it's super cool. When is your next show when you're going to be doing this? You know, I actually did my last show uh, last week. So I did my last show last week. It, it was sold out, but I'm going to start launching my tour in January. Uh, and, you know, people can find that on my website at ajbarrera.com or social media, any of that stuff. Say but, slower, ajbarrera. Yeah, ajbarrera.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but that's how things happen. But I do, like, two shows a month, and, you know, they're smaller or large events. But it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Do people ever, like, who are, like, Des- not desperate, but you know they need they're hurt or they they need like closure. Do they ever call you? Oh yeah, and you go you go to their pad and you talk to them. Yeah, I mean I have to. Do they feel thankful afterwards? For or? sure. I mean, like I don't do house calls, um, but I That's do. That's crazy. Huh? Doctor yeah. Death is here. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do have two offices. Doctor will talk to your dad yeah. now. Right, but people do, you know, come for for a reading, and that could be from losing a child, you know, a family, you know, close you know, sibling or a mother or father. And, you know, they walk away having that peace and healing. And I don't think we ever really get closure to things because I think closure is that we're ending a chapter. We're ending something. So I do believe we get healing, but we evolve from that experience. And oftentimes no. people will realize that. You know what I'd like this. to see, bro? You talked to Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> I know Rosie O'Donnell, she was on Howard Stern and she talked about it in her story. She talked Nuh-uh. about how when her mom died, they just kept it from her because she was too little. So I they just, see, so they that, just yeah. hid it from her. They never told her. She never got that closure. She never got to her mom. She do this. They hate her. Her probably half of their family for not oh, wow. doing that. Yeah. So she never got that, man. I wonder, if, like, I don't know if she believes it, but if you ever could talk to her, bro, maybe you could help her talk to her mom. Oh, absolutely. But, but I, that's something yeah. that's that's fucked up to do to a kid, right? Because no, she yeah. not, they never told her when my they mommy's didn't sick. Her she was sick. They didn't tell her shit, and then bro. she just died. But then, how would you yeah. take that? I fucking don't know. That's, that's, families, that's traumatic. Yeah, that's traumatic, right? Yeah. It's traumatic. This happened also to the um to to David Car- David Jim Carradine. Um, yeah, actually, Carradine. Actually yeah, read for his wife. Yeah, really. Yeah. Cause yeah. you you know their story right? How the dad kept the mom from them. Yeah, I can't say too. I, my wife's like well, I can't know, say too we, much about it. But well, yeah. we're on Howard. He said it on Howard Stern. Yeah, I don't know. John Carradine said it on Howard Stern, right? Uh, yeah. No, Robert. Robert Carradine. Robert was right. not. Yeah, he talked about how the dad kept the mom from them. The guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot around that. Yeah. A lot of craziness now, around that. Let yeah. me ask you this: What about like the the Ouija board? Okay, is that like that's how people also home with Ouija? Yeah. So th- that's how people. <laughs> 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 I should use that. I definitely gotta use that one. Luigi. So so like that's people funny. communicate <laughs> with the I'm gonna make a good That is hilarious. That is hilarious. I'm sorry, okay. Martin. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. So, like that. That's so. Is that a no uh, a stand-in for a medium? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to think about like spirituality movement. That a spiritual movement that happened in the 1800s, the early 1800s. That's when the Ouija board came around, yeah, right? The fox and the wraps and taps who, 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 and all that who stuff. Who came up and, with that? Gypsies. Uh, you know, there was actually three, I can't say specifically three sisters, but three sisters, the Fox sisters were the one that created it. Catholic? Uh, I don't know if they were Catholic, but they were started a spiritual movement. So there were like, it was about three young girls who actually started messing with a Ouija board and they would have knocks and bangs and things would move. And they would actually demonstrate the work in front of crowds for like 
you know, 1,500 people, 2,000 people back then, what you were talking about, people would Those like, were hey, not from Milch and Bradley, like, right? No, no, no. <laughs> or Parker, Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers, actually, yes. We have one in our house. I do have one, too. Lakeside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back from the 80s. I think I have one. Mine's from 1984, actually, yeah. 1984. So I think in some ways, people like to use it as a tool. I do believe a Ouija board is a tool. It has a bad rap because of the background and what you see in movies, things of that yeah. nature. But if you use it and open and close it the right way, it can be a tool. I really don't mess with it unless, you know, people wanted to demonstrate physical mediumship which is a whole nother level where they actually produce like physical where they allow channeling to happen and spirit steps in and they actually start channeling different loved ones and spirits like in a whole nother level which is a whole nother subject in itself has right. a spirit ever showed up and started moving shit around like telekinesis type stuff? Oh, absolutely absolutely in my you've own, seen that in my own house yeah stop fucking yeah. around AJ. Yeah. <laughs> even, even my, my parents again they're not big believers in this work but my parents they they would always say like Take your friends with you because every time I go to someone's <laughs> house, the fuck? yeah, yeah, I would go to, yeah, I, I, you know, I would go like people that would come, come over to my house, and you know, I think Momo has a great story. I mean, maybe he may yeah, take that one, bro. Probably. The best story he had, bro, when he was at Willie's house, and he said, Who, Momo? Yeah, he, said, he told Willie, "Hey, bro, your house thing is haunted, bro." And Willie said, "Get the fuck." Out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house, you fat ass. Yeah, fat and ass and he had to house. walk home, bro. <laughs> yeah. No ghost wanted to carry him that home. Rick the head was there again, that, didn't give him a ride. What's Momo's story? Yeah, yes. it? So, well, a couple stories. We, snuck in. Yeah, we used to do investigation <laughs> back in the days. We would investigate the Alexandria <laughs> Hotel. And uh-huh. I remember one time we saw the spirit, you know, walking. And we both saw this little girl. I'm like, is he seeing what I'm seeing? And the, the little girl actually died in the elevator shaft. We did not know that until afterwards. But that was one moment. But I remember Momo was at the house. And uh, he goes, hey, do you see that black dog? Or do you have a black dog here? I'm like, no. But everyone that came to our house would always see this big black dog walking around. And at night, people would actually hear like click, 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 walking on our hardwood floors. And people would shit their pants. And so people would not want to stay the night, wouldn't want to come over. But yeah, I truly I, yeah, I truly live in so a haunted dog house. dog spirits are running around Oh, abso- absolutely. A, a gr- you know. Spirits? A great example was I remember reading for, for one a lady. toy. Well I, well, I remember I was reading for a lady in Virginia Beach, uh, I think two years ago, and I kept on seeing Michael Jackson's monkey bubbles. And I'm like, why am I seeing bubbles? Why am I seeing this? What's the reference? And I'm like, try to interpret it. And I'm like, did someone lose a monkey? And everyone in the audience is like laughing. They're like, ah, this is hilarious. And this lady, <laughs> she goes like, I just lost my kapuchu, kapuchu, uh, uh, capuchin monkey. Yeah. yeah, she just lost her monkey about Cam- like a couple months. Capuchin. Yeah, lost her monkey about like a couple months. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. So animals do come through. It shows their love. But out of all things, like you would not expect like a monkey to come through. But I always tell people like <laughs> animals have unconditional love. They'll come through and, wow. and validate those messages because they're your fur baby. There's a personal connection. But I love when animals come through because there is a personal connection that does come through here. Yeah. So talk to my hamster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. So what uh, are are you? So are you? Do you? See, does anything jump out at you with any of us blend. around yeah. here? Well, you know, th- there's two, there's two things that I feel like, and I don't know if you guys are open to it or if you guys yeah, want to ask questions. We're all open, open to it, right? What? You don't have to I believe see, it. I asked him if he it, sees but, anything around us. Yeah. But, but, I, but I think, I, I, I don't know if I'm uh, with either one of you guys, but I definitely feel like I have an older gentleman that is stepping forward here. I'd actually link this as actually being more of like an uncle figure rather than like a grandfather figure that has passed over. There's also a reference that I do need to either bring up for you guys, either like, like Robert or Raymond or something like that is connected here that is passed over. So so is that connected to either one of you guys here? Not, Not a Raymond or a Robert, but well, an uncle maybe. Yeah. Would he be like a father figure towards you though? Yeah. Okay. I need to acknowledge this if that is the case, but there's also going to be like a Robert or like Ro- like Robert, Roger. There's going to be the R name that is connected here that either still living or passed over, meaning if they're still living, he wants to say hello to that person. If they're passed over, that's who he's with on the other side as well. 
I feel like when he comes through, his passing to me doesn't feel like it's it's a quick passing at all whatsoever. It feels actually very lengthy when he comes through because when he does talk about his passing, he's making it feel like that he's slowly deteriorating in some essence that he's bringing up here. And there's also a, a simplicity with him that I feel like as if I just like either one took my last breath or either there was either like some sort of quick like emphysema thing that may have happened here with him when he talks about this. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Okay, just make note to what I'm bringing up here. If, yeah. if that's not for you, then I'm again, I'm. Yeah, it could, could probably be for Martin. That's but, what but I'm, I'm saying. But I'm definitely with one yeah, of you guys yeah. that is connected here. Just for my film reference, because again, I feel like there's two energies, two male figures that are coming through. Would there also be like either like Joseph or like John or Jonathan that's connected here that's passed this over? This is that Johnny. Okay, is he passed over? Yeah. Okay. Would also the month of December. And he smoked be, too. Would that's the month of December be connected to you or Tim? Okay, so this would be your dad's way coming forward then. So I need to acknowledge. Do you mind? Well, that fool was over here. Okay, so here's the thing. Do you guys know each other? Or are you guys connected yeah. at all? whatsoever no i mean we I, know each other but okay i feel like these two male figures are coming together so again if that doesn't resonate with you i feel like the either robert the roger the our name is also connected to you or to who your dad's with on the other side um i don't want you to think about it too much but just hold on to it because it'll be that moment that you're like oh my god that's what it is the thing with your dad when he comes through he's making like it's important to talk about the family and talk about the kids but i feel like it's more so related to you or to the kids because your dad in a very heavy heart he's apologizing verbally and physically, and he wants to embrace you and saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not that he was a bad guy, but I feel like either he was geologically away from you or either <laughs> he couldn't be around you as often, if that makes any sense. Okay. I feel like when he comes forward here, he's identifying with you that he's like living what he always wanted to do in his own personal life because his passing doesn't feel like as if like I passed with a heart attack. It doesn't feel like that at all. No. But your dad, don't, and don't tell ahead. me, but I feel like when your dad comes through, there's a reference with him that makes me feel like as if like I still died young. So I don't feel like he died in his 80s or 90s. I still feel fairly young with your father when he comes through. And he's also making me feel like to acknowledge either, again, who he's with or who he wants to acknowledge here. But would there be a Danny or David connected here, either still living or past? David's my son, my brother, his okay. son. Can you say hello to him and let him know that he <laughs> acknowledges him? Because I feel like it's important to validate him <laughs> and validate that love around you guys. Do, do, you, do you mind if I do this? No, Are you okay? okay. I, I really feel like that I'm you... I'm surprised. I'm really, really surprised. So I really... The reason why I think you're surprised is that maybe perhaps you did not expect him to come through or maybe there wasn't, again, a personal connection around that. But I feel like your dad needs to come through to validate that love and validate that connection with you in a very beautiful way. Your dad's also bringing up my birth month, which is um, the month of April. So why is April connected here as well? Um, well, he died in April. Okay, that's all I need to know. Yeah. So this would be his way then validating <laughs> you and validating that love to you in an amazing way. The thing with your dad, though, is that there's a unique reference here is that what um, he was a J name, though, correct? He, yes. Okay, so I need to acknowledge then. Um, I don't feel like that when I bring up dad. It feels different, though. So here's the thing. I don't know if there's the, also another Jimmy or James. The J name? Who's alive? Yeah, or? who's still living, like a Jimmy or James. My brother is Johnny okay. as well. So, um I don't really? Know if, yeah. I don't think that's Jimmy Storin. So, no. Well, James is – oh, James is my half-brother, okay. my dad's so, other yeah. son. So yes. do you have any connection with him at all whatsoever? Only on social media a little bit. Can you please let him know specifically – that he wants to thank him because I feel like they spent a lot of time together they or maybe did. perhaps he took care of him at the moment of his passing. He got, yeah. Okay, because I feel like it's important to him to recognize that connection. I'm still with my son. The thing with your dad, though, is that he's coming through as, as a person that wants to be funny. He wants to come through with a big smile, and he wants you to smile, wants you to be happy. But I really believe it's because of what, what we talked about earlier, 
how Unity evolve and grow from this. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like there's a lot of, um, I won't say baggage, but there's a heavy energy that's around you still Mm -hmm. that you haven't emotionally detached or grieved through. Because you're well aware that your dad passed over, but you haven't gone through that grieving process of truly letting him go. And I think this is why he's coming through, to validate that experience. There's also a reference that I may misinterpret this here. And again, I don't mind being wrong. But is there any reason why your dad would actually bring up, like, say, his property, his land? Like, did he own a lot of land in some ways? He had a farm, but he didn't own it. He had they had to give it. They had to sell it back to the bank, basically. Okay. So after he died. So I need to acknowledge that if that is an issue that may have happened here at this moment, it might just be his way identifying that for you guys, saying like. Don't worry about that. Like, dust your hands yeah. clean. So if that was an That's issue. That's probably for James. Okay. Please get that message to him or please validate that. Again, he may not be a big believer. He may not be open to this. Yeah. But I believe it's important why he's recognizing you, courtesy of the older figure that he comes through. Um, the weird thing, um, when your dad comes through, there's a reference that I feel like I need to bring up here. And I may misinterpret this, but again, I'm just going to give it to you. Was he – and I want to sound so cliche when I say this, but I do want to say it. Did he actually do some sort of unique, like, say – even though he had a farm, there's something about him like doing like engineering, contracting, construction work. There's something about that I feel like as if I'm <laughs> out in the field doing this type of work. Yeah, he's in some a construction act. worker. Okay. I feel like that your dad is still working, but he's <laughs> retiring still on the side and doing what he needs to do. And I think this is his way of validating that love in a very beautiful way. Can, can I be very personal here? Yeah. The thing when your dad comes through – Again, he comes through with a heavy heart, and I feel like it's something that both of you guys need to understand and make up and make an agreement with because I feel like whatever may have happened here, I feel like your dad's saying, like, excuse the language, but he fucked up. I feel like as if he did not have enough time of spending with you, the family, the kids, and things of that nature, and it feels like it's his way identifying that. Mom is still living, though, correct? Yeah. Okay. Can it, was, that, was that a little too personal, or can no, you share that? Or I can share it. Okay. What happened in that moment? Were you not around Dad, or what was that situation? My dad left us when I was eight, um, but it's because of my mom. She oh. was abusive. And so he started another family years later, which is James and my uh, my half sister as well. But I just recently met them when he died mm. two years ago. But okay. um, but I, I he I forgave him for leaving because I know now why he left. But also um, he uh, you know he didn't have a lot of time to parent us. He was a great father to the other kids mm. and. I discovered that after I met them that he actually was a great father and he never just he just never got a chance with us. I think this is why he's saying he effed up, he apologizes for yeah. this because he couldn't be in your life and do that fatherly role in a very yeah. beautiful way. And I feel like with your dad's energy with the kids or your step siblings or whatnot, I feel like it's important to recognize them and bridge that connection any way you can. Mm-hmm. So if it's phone call, text, social media, whatever you use to make that connection, build that connection. And I feel like it's important to recognize mom in that situation, knowing that I don't know if she understands what she may cause or what she may have done in that process, but I just feel like it's something that he wants she to recognize. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something that I feel like your dad wants to recognize that for you. Um, the funny thing with your dad, though, is that I, I, I do want to say two things. One, your dad is very humorous when he comes through. So again, there's a sense of humor that he wants to validate with you, but he comes through as someone being very young and very attractive. So he still wants to let you know that he's still looks good as if he still has his <laughs> hair slicked back so i don't get a person that has like crazy curly wavy hair i feel like it's his way of validating that for you and two there had to have been something very unexpected that happened here with your dad as a say for instance your dad went in for like say i don't know 
cardiovascular for heart problems, and all of a sudden he found out that he had uh, prostate cancer. I feel like it was a very sudden illness that happened here that he talks about here. He had uh, liver cancer, but he never went to the doctor, so he didn't find out until he was terminal. Salvador. <laughs> okay. he, he didn't find out until he was uh, terminal, and he only had like a month to live. Okay. So. He, it just was very quick, very sudden yeah. how this happened yeah. because he's making me feel like whatever happened here medical-wise – I don't feel like I was able to get that, obviously, that medical attention. But you said it was, like, heavy, like, here, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. more so, I, I think there's two things that I feel like with your dad, though. One's on an emotional level that he gives to you mm-hmm. because something that needs to happen here. And the other, other energies wants to validate more so maybe his condition of how things happened mm-hmm. here. But it, the thing with your dad, it feels very, very prominent the way he comes through. But there's a way with him as if he's still, in a way, I don't want to say farming because you said farming, but I'm just going to use the word farming that he'd love what he'd love to do basically yeah. because I really believe that could have been a passion or maybe that could have been something that was just uh, a work, he, a livelihood. He really wanted the farm. Okay. It it just was, just yeah. know that he, he still is doing the farm work basically That's on the good. side. Again, for the information that may not make sense here, maybe it may be, again, his contemporary, but there is like a Robert, there is a Raymond, there is that connection that is passed over. And I would see this as then being your dad's your dad's brother figure, basically. Because if he's coming through as an uncle figure to you guys, I would see him as basically your dad's figure because they come through to me as brothers, not as like a grandfather or father and son, but there's that vibration. But it's on your dad's side, not mom's side. And I feel like there's also a reference um, that I do want to bring up here. What either like the, 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 the 30th or the 31st of a month be significant to you? Well, the 30th of December is his birthday. Okay, yeah. So I just know then the brother figure goes to... You. So just make note of it. If it doesn't resonate with you, make note of it because I feel like it's his way, who he's with. could have been his brother, a very close friend, his cousin, but it feels it's immediate. Hmm. So I don't feel like it's going to be a distant relative, a distant cousin, but I feel like it's important. And two, there is some sort of emphysema or some sort of filling up with fluids thing that is connected with this male as well when he brings this up here. So if it doesn't resonate <coughs> now, just hmm. make note to it, okay? Hmm. You good? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Crazy, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> What's up, fool? Bro, you just started going. Like when you started going, you were on a roll. You were on a roll, and it's yeah. like it's not like you were thinking of it. it no. it's really it's interesting thoughts. when it's that just happens. Yeah. You you were on a flow. It's yeah. not like ah, it, you were just going, going, yeah. going, 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 going. Absolutely, you're not in control of what you're. Does saying. November oh, have absolutely. thirty days? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's why, why I said I don't know if it's the thirtieth or thirty first. Did ask you? Do they have oh. thirty days? I think so. November. Yeah. Or did you have a miscarriage last year? A little bit before it, then. It, yeah, because if that is the case, that could be its vibration coming through saying it's around you. Um, it may be that, but if it's not that, um, again, usually I'm pretty good with dates of how they come through. The emphysema thing, though, but Bill died, remember, after. Bill died, oh, that's right. Bill, Bill died. died. Okay. Bill was William. his wife's. I mean, Bill was that's his, his sister's brother. His sister's husband. On your dad's she, side? He died. On my, my dad's sister's husband. Okay, that's all I need to know. So yeah. it might be his way stepping forward. But and again, he, had a, he smoked all the time, but he had a sudden heart attack. Okay. Or, yeah. So that might be his way coming through, courtesy uh-huh. of these guys. Again, I honestly thought, again, I don't mind being wrong, but I actually thought I was with them. But if it was these two males coming through together, they come together as, again, brothers, basically how they come through. So if that's the brother-in-law. brother-in-law yeah. So it would just be their way coming through. But he through. took care of him. He basically helped him buy the farm. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. that's one reason why they would come through together because yeah. there's a personal connection. There's yeah. that relationship. And just one, and just one last thing. Um, is there also like a Sharon, Shirley, or the S name that's connected here still living that we need technology here? Well, my mother is Sandy. Not Sherry, mm-hmm. no. Um, and sh- I'm trying to think of his sister. Well, you know, so. it would make sense for me, but I, here's the thing. She drank Sherry. Um... <laughs> It feels Charlene Manson. Did, and I and I don't and I know you mentioned that they separated at some point or they did not talk or whatever uh-huh. that relationship is. Was she not still involved with the husband or with your dad at all? Like towards the end of his passing? 
Oh yeah, they hadn't seen each other okay. ever, That's ever since the since he left. No, I just feel like he wants to acknowledge her. It's not saying I love you, I miss you, but just acknowledging her and that's all i want to say because i don't want to say like oh he loves mom and he wants to give the love to his wife or whatever but no. i feel like it's his way of identifying that for you no it's yeah no there was no there was a lot of fear fear around that okay yeah. that's all he, i know he was basically didn't ever want to see her again and your dad honestly in a way wants to really say i love you he wants to give that to you because i feel like verbally he couldn't say that to you <clears> like verbally he wants to say i love you and give that love to you in a very beautiful way yeah I'm okay thank you yeah no. What's up, fool? <laughs> well, Martin Moreno right here, bro. Do me now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to yeah. rasa. Yeah, I, see a, I see a guy in a gray suit dying. Does Sheraton resonate with you? Sheraton? <laughs> 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 it's time to work, Bro, the only time I put on a fucking shoot to perform, I bombed a miserable death. I fucking, I don't want to talk to that motherfucker right now. Let me tell you, bro. You were really crazy. No one else was dressed up but you. No, I was the only one. It was Gilbert, Gilbert Escobar's ghetto-ass crowd, bro, by San Pedro. You're awesome, bro. You're amazing. That was good. Thank you. I I think for you guys, too, I think you guys are open and receptive, and either either if you guys are believers or not, I just want to thank you guys, and I respect you guys for allowing me to be here. Badass, dog. Honestly, because like again, going to yo 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 now. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, I'd love it, to have you. It's super cool because I think you, you're awesome, you guys, man. You, I, mean, I think you guys. Just even have the guy, you may believe it or the non-believers, but <laughs> they, they, they said. I'm not even the, watching some that. Some of the guys said that you know whether I believe it or not. I like to see that at least they got a little closure. Yeah, and oh, then wow. and, and then the other guy said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna look for a medium, but I'm a large. Well, <laughs> and, and here's the, here's the other thing is that everybody listening might not be into it, but right. the fact that it doesn't matter. The message wasn't for them, right. and yeah, it obviously it resonated with Lisa. Like yeah, she you just felt that chills. that wasn't that wasn't you weren't talking to anybody but her, and yeah. that's the important part. Is that what's funny that, is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, and, and so that's what's like important. There might be haters. There might be this. Right, there might be that. Right. Fuck them. It doesn't matter. Right. The, 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 the communication <laughs> happened, and you can't take away what, what I just saw right now. That that was real as fuck. What's right. odd is that when you were saying stuff over here about uh, somebody over here, I started thinking, oh, no, what if my dad shows up? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? I, I started thinking. I was afraid. Names. I was like – I was like, I was kind of relieved Our that lady. he was on them, and then it was started to be my dad coming through. Well, I think it's important because, again, whatever happened here, whatever your personal story is, I think it's important for you to recognize what, not from me, but you, what your dad needed to say and how he needed to come through yeah. to validate you, the family, the kids, all that stuff. Because, There's again, a lot of stuff in there. James. Yeah. James kept coming. It's like sure. Johnny. He's like, no, not Johnny, your brother. It's another person. But yeah. My half-brother. Yeah, and I think that's, that's why. because Well, obviously because there is a personal connection, which yeah. you validated that he lived with him or raised yeah. him or whatever that is. He went to live yeah. with him in Kentucky yeah. when he was dying. So yeah. so there's a personal connection. But I think you just said it perfectly. Like, you you know, people are going to hate. They're going to discredit. They're going to find something wrong or I don't believe in it. And I'm okay with that because my job is not to make anyone a believer. I'm not here to kind of make things right. But whatever happens at the moment is supposed to happen for that individual. For that if individual. it's for you guys or if it's for Felipe or for the you. energy, man. Like, yeah, it's the energy. And, and again, I, you said it earlier. like – you know, are you are you wrong or can you be wrong? And again, I'll be first to admit, I, I can and will be wrong, but I will deliver the information that does come through. But I'm very blessed that you guys allow me to be here and you guys are open and receptive to this whole process here. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Right What's you, up? Yeah. Tell us again, people, when your tour starts. Yeah, I will start in January. They can find all the information at ajbarrera.com on my website under the events page. Or they can sign up for my newsletter. They get monthly events. Or monthly What's announcement. your Instagram? Uh, Instagram is aj underscore Barrera, and they can find me all there as well. All right, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Martin Moreno. Uh, martinmoreno.com catch me Morris Plains New Jersey on in January and in Iowa for New Year's and Chicago for the 2nd of uh freaking January dude it's it's, it's 2020 already dude bro so, you want so, so, something nuts. something crazy that fool was talking about bill uh-huh. bill bill and then bill Burr just came into the <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> What's, think, next? Right, right. What's next for the show? What's right. next? <laughs> What's up, fool? Thank you very much, everybody who came out to the show tonight, who listened to the podcast, who came out to the Spanish show last night. I'll see you guys in Napa and Seattle this weekend. Don't forget to look out for Martin Moreno, Lisa right here with a psychic reading. The homie right here, dog. No, what you, up, hey, fool? Hey, Tell you, us brother. again your Instagram. Uh, AJ underscore Barrera. And Rodrigo Torres, man. The Yemen podcast still going on. Yeah, Woo. and Los Podcasters of North and Spanish. Oh, that's right. I got to yeah. do that one. Yeah. <laughs>